Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're having a lovely day so far. So I wanted to share one quick update before diving into the episode. And basically, it's that I have been trying to think of a name for my Patreon community. And I finally came up with one. So it's going to be called the Reality Creation Club. And if you're in the Reality Creation Club, then there will be a post that you can access. It's a video that walks you through what that's going to look like and, you know, why I chose that name. But otherwise, if you are a listener within this community, then if you hear me reference the Reality Creation Club, then that's what I'm talking about. And essentially what's included in that space is an extension of what we explore in this podcast, as well as all of the digital resources. So the manifestation quiz, the design your character notion template, and any of my, you know, existing digital offerings that I have mentioned here on the podcast or on my website are included in the Reality Creation Club. And as I said, also just delving into topics here in more detail. And then the other thing, if you are a member of the Patreon, is to share your Instagram handle. I have a post that asks about joining my close friends if you want. I share kind of more real-time updates and thoughts and reflections there. If you are interested in that, then feel free to share your Instagram handle. So with that said, I'm excited for today's episode. I had discussed in either last week's episode or the week before, I can't quite remember, that I had identified a few themes for myself for the month of September. Now, it doesn't really matter when you're listening to this, but essentially what I've been focusing on for the month is a few themes, but what we'll be focusing on today is this theme of how do I wait? So asking myself the questions of, can I invite more ease and trust into the experience of waiting? Can I allow myself to respond to what's coming up in my experience rather than forcefully try to initiate? So because I've brought awareness to this theme, I've been mindful of any situations that I've kind of brushed up against it and my behavior towards it and any lingering tension that I feel. And let me tell you, there has been a lot of tension and friction coming up in this theme of waiting. And so we're going to discuss how I've been moving through that and you know how this has been showing up. So I have two stories to kind of start to kick off this conversation. And how this came to be a theme, this type of theme kind of showing up again and again, and then why I decided, okay, this is something worth bringing a little bit more awareness to and kind of 
diving into a little bit further. If you're a listener here, then you will surely know that one of my biggest areas of focus with respect to reality creation and designing my character for the last couple of years has been career and finances. Why has this been my area of focus? Because I felt most out of alignment in this area. It's caused me the most amount of stress and tension over the past few years. And it's what I spend most of my time doing. So for me, it was worth really bringing some awareness to it and really completely shifting what that experience looks like for me. Now, the core values that I'm kind of building my reality and character around are freedom, magnetic abundance, or in other words, being well-resourced financially without you know, needing to always be in that doing mode and then third is ease and sort of within that creativity and flow so once i set a vision for myself in this department of course things come up in my experience that give me an opportunity to embody these values and to align myself to these values but because they're you know slightly different from what i've experienced and how i've experienced my career so far Initially, when I'm coming into contact with these kind of tests in my reality to start to embody more of what I identified was my desired reality, it can feel uncomfortable at first and it can feel difficult to take, to kind of break the pattern that I've been in. And something that I really began to notice in this process, in this reality creation cycle, was that as I wait for anything to materialize so even we can boil this down to waiting for an email back from a potential brand partner or essentially any time that I find myself kind of being out of control of the situation this is when I start to notice old patterns old ways of being that are highly unpleasant start to creep back in so I'll provide a specific example Most recently, I started getting a little bit more specific about the income that I wanted to receive on a monthly basis. So I'm taking what my desired reality looks like kind of at a grander scale and boiling it down to a micro scale and making it achievable from month to month. I'm identifying a version of my desired reality that feels attainable. So the income level that I'm identifying is nothing that is so unbelievably beyond what I've already experienced. It's much closer to what I've already experienced from an income perspective, but maybe slightly more expanded, slightly able to loosen my subconscious and able to see what else is possible for me. So I have a few opportunities throughout the month a few financial opportunities and I just find it really interesting to see my behavior in response to them because many of these opportunities are aligned to my desired reality and yet still I have lingering behaviors that are unpleasant and that I feel to some extent perpetuate me feeling unworthy or maybe a little bit of fear towards my desired reality. So I said I was going to be specific about this and I just wanted to provide a little bit of backstory. So I get one of the biggest offers that I've ever had since going self-employed. It's a brand partnership 
And, you know, initially there was some back and forth. I had to kind of advocate for myself in relation to what I felt was fair, but it still was well beyond what I've ever made before in a month or through one singular brand partnership. So all of the pieces of the puzzle are in place. Really, it's completely out of my hands at this point. I've sent my content to the person who is kind of managing the back and forth and who was sending it off to their team for feedback. So basically it's completely out of my hands. I've signed a contract. I know that, you know, everything's in place and I've sent my content off. There's nothing else for me to do. Really at this point, I'm just waiting for ultimately a response from them. But the worst case scenario in this point is I receive feedback and I have to alter the videos to some extent. But the reason I bring up this experience is because the longer I waited for the response, the more I started to notice all of these limiting narratives and limiting beliefs and self-doubt and self-criticism. And it was just a really interesting thing to sit back and watch that, you know, I'm waiting 24, 48 hours to hear back from you know, this person about feedback about the content I had created. And I'm creating this entire internal experience that has no basis in reality. During this waiting period, I'm using all of my creative faculties and my imagination to basically play out the worst case scenario. And what that's doing to me on an energetic level is it's making me feel ultimately bad, anxious, stressed. And it's all based on an internal experience. And so when I have this happen, it's a really good opportunity for me to essentially self-audit, take a look at what's happening, and just realize that that's extremely unpleasant. I'm creating this unpleasant experience, and this is what tends to happen to me generally more broadly when I'm waiting for something to happen for myself. So I started to notice all of these narratives of they're not going to like the content, they're going to hate it, they're going to, you know, break the contract, they're not going to want to work with me, I'm not going to make this income that I had expected, you know, this expectation that I have for my desired reality that feels like it's almost here is just going to be ripped away from me at the last minute. And really this whole mental experience, mental, physical, emotional experience that ultimately has no basis in reality. So that's one personal example and I'll share later on in the episode what actually happened in this scenario. And then another one that I was able to observe in Jamie, my partner, is very similar. He had a job interview recently and he felt very, very confident going into it and felt really, really good about the interview itself. And then the longer he waited to hear back was when he started to notice, or I guess I started to notice, the way that he was speaking about the job interview started to shift and change. And it's almost like we have this idea that if something is taking time, then there's something wrong. Rather than, you know, letting go of the outcome, it's not to say that it might not turn out the way that we think it will be, but just recognizing that we really don't have a great deal of control over the outcome, but we do have 
control or at least influence over how we orient ourselves towards the experience that we're having and how can we make that experience a little bit more pleasant because the reality is the scenario that we don't want to happen may still happen but at least we weren't feeling completely miserable and anxious in the meantime let's rewind a bit here and just recap the reality creation process and how this idea of how do we wait or how do i wait more specifically fits into it so first of all you've identified what the version of your desired reality looks like you've established a vision and the specificity of that vision is you know up to the individual how specific you get about that we'll talk about that in a moment is up to the individual if you need a tool to support this process of establishing a vision for your desired reality then of course there are so many really great tools and this can also just evolve over time but two things that i think can really help number one the manifestation clarity quiz I'll provide that in the show notes. That will take you through a series of questions to kind of get clear on your core values and, you know, bring some awareness to what a vision would look like for your desired reality that's aligned to those core values. But another kind of shortcut is to just identify an area of your life. So whether that's career or relationship or whatever it may be that you want to focus on and then write down a list of what it is about that area that you don't like and then kind of think about what that tells you about what you do like and what you do desire. Okay, so you've identified what your desired reality looks like. The next step is building out an image of the version of you living that reality. So in other words, your character. How do they speak, relate to others, spend their time, move through the world, navigate certain situations and really building out that version of yourself. And a tool, a tool, excuse me, to support you in this, of course, is the design your character notion template. And then the third step is to create a sensory experience of that desired reality. So you're really putting all of the puzzle pieces together. What does it look like, feel like, taste like, touch, sound, smell like to live as this character in this desired reality? And again, a tool to support you here is the sensory experience library. So really what you're aiming to do here is to put all of the pieces together energetically and internally. So the last thing to catch up is the physical. In other words, you're thinking with the end in mind. When you do this, you orient yourself differently to things that happen along the way. So for example, setbacks, failures, disappointments. I like to look at it as a gradual up-level process. Your character is developing into who it needs to be to live into your desired reality. So the specifics of it can actually change along the way. So for example, the reality you are creating might be that your character has more time in the day, more freedom to spend the time doing things it really craves or spending time with people it really wants to spend time with. We don't necessarily have to be so tight gripped to one specific route to getting to that reality because when we do that, we can close ourselves off and narrow our view to all of the creative possibilities and opportunities that exist to essentially birth us into our desired reality. That's why I like to focus more on the energetic experience and the 
you know, emotional experience and sensory experience of the desired reality rather than the actual specifics of I will be working this type of job in, you know, this type of house with a partner that has this type of job. Because I also think when we're tight gripped, it implies that we think we know best and quite often our thinking is limited to what we've already experienced and what we can conceive in our minds. So I'll give an example of this. My desired reality at one point with my career was, as I mentioned, to have more freedom to do the things I wanted to do, to be able to spend time outside, to be able to go buy coffees without thinking about, you know being strapped for money all the time, to be able to work in a creative kind of job where I was able to express myself, to be having a very flexible schedule. And, you know, I experimented with different different actual jobs and actual careers. And in that experimentation process, I was able to refine my vision and get a little bit more clear. But all throughout it, I had a clear idea of what I was looking for energetically and from a sensory experience, which ultimately really helped me to make adjustments if I wasn't having that experience. Okay, so you've built out this image of your desired reality and perhaps documented it somewhere, whether that's in a journal or digitally through something like the design your character template. Now, what happens while you wait for your physical lived reality to catch up with your imagined reality? This waiting period is a really interesting period that I think can tell us a lot about ourselves. It's when we can start to notice the fixation on the how and when, the urgency, the overthinking and overanalysis, the self-doubt and self-criticism, ultimately things that have the capacity to make the waiting period very unpleasant. And if the waiting period is unpleasant, if you're finding yourself resonating with this, It's not a problem. It's just something to be aware of and approach more from a stance of, hmm, this experience I'm having isn't pleasant. How could I open up to more pleasure, joy, and fun? And that's really all we're trying to do with this reality creation process is just approaching it with a sense of curiosity and playfulness and experimentation. Now, we also have to consider the question of how do I expect to arrive to this reality of ease, freedom, joy, and contentment from a place of constantly feeling anxious, rushed, urgent, resentful, or doubting. It's like that classic narrative of getting what you want and still feeling the same. And that phrase, wherever you go, there you are. Just because your external circumstances change, it doesn't always mean that the internal will follow suit when we're habitually sitting in certain emotional states. So we kind of want to reverse engineer it and address the internal experience first. And I want to be careful to say, I'm not saying that you can't arrive in your desired reality while experiencing these feelings. So it's not to say that just because you're feeling anxious and rushed, you won't you know, get the job that you want or get the partner that you want. But I'm suggesting that there might be a more pleasant path available to getting there. Why? Because we're beings that like to experience pleasure and ease, right? And occasionally challenge and struggle, sure, but do we want to be there all of the time? So here's why I think it's worth bringing awareness to how you wait. When we arrive to what once was this far away, distant, desired reality, 
our state of desiring doesn't all of a sudden end, which means that the waiting doesn't end. We just conceive a new thing and a new iteration of our desired reality and start creating that and start embarking on the reality creation cycle. And this is something that can be villainized, this human tendency to always be in a state of desire. In my opinion, it's not really something to be fought against. And that's kind of the whole point to create, to evolve, to expand, to have desire and then create a reality that fulfills that desire. So again, this reality creation cycle doesn't end, which means there will be more waiting, which means that you will be spending a lot of time. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too. Like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. In this waiting experience, it's kind of like planting a garden. You plant it, it starts to grow, you eat the food, and then you restart the cycle. So you may as well make the process pleasant. You're doing it anyways, and you deserve to do it. Like, it's it's something that should be enjoyed about life. It's a natural, inherent part of who we are. So we may as well find ways to enjoy it and find ways to bring awareness to certain aspects that are causing a lot of tension. So... How do we actually make the waiting period that we perpetually find ourselves in more pleasant than how it might feel right now? I like to ask myself, basically, what is the quality of my attention right now in relation to my desired reality? And I like to do that relatively regularly. So bring to mind a desire or an aspect of your desired reality that hasn't actualized yet. 
What is the quality of your thoughts in relation to it? What do you tell yourself about your ability to achieve or attain this desire? What happens when something related to your desire doesn't go the way you want it to or expect it to? What is the narrative that comes into play there? How do you react when you witness other people experiencing your desired reality? And also consider your behaviors in relation to your desires. Are you checking in on it more than normal? Are you catastrophizing or creating negative scenarios? Are you habitually comparing yourself or feeling resentful? Are you overthinking or overanalyzing? I like to pay attention to any desperation, pushing, overbearingness, anxiety, and how that might be manifesting in my behaviors and decisions and actions. You can also think about what it's like to be on the receiving end of this type of energy, let's say in a relationship. So when you're experiencing someone who is pushing you a lot, who is overbearing, who is checking in on you, who is, you know constantly trying to kind of control you it's often quite a repelling experience and causes you to withdraw from that relationship and it's not your fault if you're kind of sitting in this energy and there's often a deeper reason as to why which you'll come to learn as you self-inquire and self-audit which we'll talk about in a moment And so it's not to expect that you won't engage in this energy from time to time. That's really not what we're aiming for. It's when we're disproportionately spending time in that state of being to the point where it's creating friction and tension and we aren't really able to pull ourselves out of it. Okay, so then how do we pull ourselves out of it? The first step is to notice it happening. When it feels like a habit to be kind of anxiously waiting for things to happen and trying to control it and hyperfixating, it can feel second nature and we don't even notice it's happening. And that's why the self-audit practice is so helpful, which is essentially regularly checking in with yourself to see where you stand in relation to your desire. So you want to check back with respect to the specific thing that you're trying to create, the reality that you're trying to create. And if you don't know what the self-audit is, there's a whole episode on this. It's called Address Why You're Closed Off to Your Desires. But if you're using the Design Your Character template, there's a whole space provided specifically for this. So you want to essentially remind yourself of your desired reality and just check in with how you're feeling in relation to it. Now, if you're using the template, you'll see that in the self-audit log, there are some journal prompts provided. You don't have to use those every time. I think it's good to start with those prompts and then eventually you can just, you know, freeform journal and just kind of do a brain dump. And when you're habitually checking in with yourself in this way, it become second nature you start to notice when you're contracted and hanging out in that desperation or grasping energy and you can more quickly snap out of it but in the beginning it can be helpful to consider why you're going back to that place over and over and seeing if perhaps there is some fear there or some other difficult emotions there so maybe you're wanting your desired reality to come through and you're noticing these thoughts and patterns of overthinking and avoiding and controlling because maybe there's some part of you that is scared or closed off to that reality. So myself, for example, a good kind of scenario where I noticed this playing off 
was resistance to being seen. In other words, I'm in a public-facing career in social media and on this podcast and elsewhere. And some of my kind of overthinking and avoiding and controlling is because there's part of me that is scared of that experience of being visible, of perhaps saying the wrong thing, doing the wrong thing. And so attending to that part of myself is really important. It's not about ignoring that or pretending that's not there, but being aware of that so that I can appropriately soothe or do what I need to do to make myself feel comfortable and not continuously operate in this fear loop. Another example of this would be that you're waiting for your desired reality to catch up and you're starting to feel self-doubt or self-sabotage creep in because you don't actually feel like you deserve or are good enough to experience that desired reality. So I think for me, the situation that I had brought up earlier, the brand partnership coming through and the fact that I had kind of advocated for myself in a way that I haven't before. I had pitched myself at a price point that I that was new for me. And although I felt empowered in in doing that, the longer I kind of waited to hear back from them, the more I felt uncomfortable and felt like I was going to be rejected because perhaps on some level, I didn't really feel worthy of that price point. And then one final kind of scenario about why this kind of behavior can come into play when we're waiting is perhaps there's a certain aspect of your desired reality that you believe will come along with it that you don't want. So again, going back to the Jamie example, he was interviewing for a more corporate type of position. And I noticed that he was talking a lot about the aspects of the position that he didn't want. So the fact that, you know, you don't have freedom of your schedule and all of these things that you think comes along with what you are moving towards that you really don't want. And so that can also create this experience of avoidance or self-doubt or resistance. And a couple of ways to address these types of responses are the first being decatastrophizing. Now, this is something that I actually would use a lot when I was experiencing panic attacks and it really, really helped me. So this is particularly helpful if during the waiting period you're experiencing a lot of anxiety or even fear. Sometimes we build up the worst case scenario in our head kind of running on the assumption we wouldn't be able to cope. I find it kind of takes away some of the charge to actually play out the worst case scenario. So asking myself, what is the worst that could happen where is this coming from? Has this actually happened to me before? Have I gotten through something similar like this before? How did I get through it? Do I think that I could get through it again? And what do I have available to me that can make me feel more safe in this situation? So actually listening to yourself and the part of you that is feeling fear by either speaking it aloud or writing it down, I find really takes the edge off. Oftentimes by realizing that the worst case scenario might not even be as bad as we thought, and even if it does happen, that we could get through it. When we fixate on the worst case scenario, we also disregard the fact that there are so many different possible outcomes. So why are we bringing ourselves through and playing out the worst case scenario? 
I would sometimes ask myself, and I will sometimes ask myself, is there more, is there a more expansive or calming thought available to me right now? Am I open to all of the possibilities that could play out? And how can I open up to more ease and calm right now? Now, I had mentioned that I was going to, you know, loop back to the partnership example and actually provide you with what actually happened in the scenario. So like I said, I spent a couple of days ruminating, being anxious, you know, sitting in self-doubt and it really consumed me. Like just this singular experience consumed me. And what they ended up doing was responding. They had one revision, which I sent back and then they loved it. And they said, you know, this is perfect. Thank you so much. And that was that. And, you know, again, really the worst case scenario that I was spending all this time and energy playing out and feeling badly and feeling, you know, crappy about myself was just about receiving feedback on my content and then, you know, having to incorporate that. I realized that on some level I would have perceived receiving feedback as you know, a negative sign and that I wasn't good enough rather than recognizing that it's a very natural and normal part of the process. And so my point here is that I spent a lot of time, you know, feeling anxious, feeling bad about myself that was completely unnecessary. Now, another alternative is to actually rework your desired reality into something that you can feel more comfortable or at ease with. So so something that doesn't make you feel really like constantly in the state of discomfort and fear and anxiety. Now, I think it's okay if your desired reality makes you feel a bit of discomfort or fear, but again, this is if it's crossed that threshold of unpleasantness. I talked last week about how you can play around with how expansive you can get with your desired reality without coming into contact with what we call a rejection response. So that's when you mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically are saying no to your desired reality. Now, I used to spend a lot of time trying to push my limits and blast through my limiting beliefs and identify a desired reality that felt so expansive, but I've actually found it a lot better, and you can listen to that episode if you're interested in hearing about why, to adjust my my vision to meet myself where I'm at and that's made such a world of difference so that's the episode for this week I hope that this was helpful again I wanted to provide a little refresher on the reality creation process and then how this experience of waiting plays into it and ultimately how we can make that experience a little bit more pleasant and what we can do to support ourselves in this cycle and process so That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed. I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening and I will see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.